0: Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hi everyone, welcome back to the OIS Podcast. This is Tom Salemi. Thank you for joining us today. Last week, I had the chance to attend someone else's ophthalmology conference. I went to Octane's Ophthalmology Technology Summit which was kind of like an OIS light. The day was filled with uh, panel discussions that uh, included uh, some of our OIS alum, uh, including Bill Link and uh, Andy Corley and Murthy Botla and Tom Frenzy, who uh, did not sing on stage, But offstage, he did a short but fair uh, Sinatra impersonation, which was actually quite impressive. But the highlight of the day, in my opinion was the discussion between Jim Mazo, uh, of course, of AccuFocus, and another OIS regular, and Brent Saunders, the CEO of a company that was once known as Activist. The day before the technology summit, uh, Activists had officially adopted the name Allergan. Uh, Activists had closed on the Allergan deal, paying $70 billion for the company and bringing an end to a long uh, saga of, uh, of M&A involving the Allergan name, and the timing of the announcement was, uh, was perfect. It was fitting that Saunders would give his first full interview about the new Allergan in Southern California, which of course is a birthplace of Allergan, and Jim Mazo did his uh, typical excellent job adding the right amount of levity and insight to the conversation. In the talk, Saunders committed to spending uh, on R&D, talked about spending $1.7 billion and told the group that uh, innovation is the lifeblood of our industry and it's the lifeblood of our company. Uh, Saunders actually anticipated increasing R&D spend over time and in particular he told the crowd that he sees an opportunity uh, at the intersection of drugs and devices uh, Allergan intends to focus uh, more on some medtech devices, probably more in the drug delivery space, but it's a, it's a space where Allergan uh, intends to grow. The statement had to please Gavin Herbert, who had co-founded Allergan in 1950. Uh, Herbert sat at the first row of tables from the stage, so he was nearby during the entire discussion about Allergan and about, the, uh, about ophthalmology in general. And uh, Herbert had spoken very publicly, of course, against the takeover bid of Allergan by Valiant at a meeting, a uh, shareholders meeting, a year ago. He suggested that such a deal would uh, kill the company, and he really wanted Allergan to uh, retain its, uh, its smallness, relatively, but its, uh, its singular focus on, uh, on its industries and on R&D. Uh, Well, he never found his way to the stage. Uh, Herbert actually played a central role in the meeting, in the summit last week, as speaker after speaker told the audience how their time in Allergan three or four decades ago really helped create the foundations of their professional lives. Through all the recollections, uh, Herbert sat nearby with a subtle but proud expression in his face, uh, kind of like a professor uh, hearing uh, from his, uh, his more gifted students. And Herbert's Allergan left an indelible imprint on ophthalmology. Not only did Allergan train many of the sector's current leaders, but he cemented a place for, uh, for himself and for ophthalmology in Southern California by creating uh, the Gavin Herbert Eye Institute. I had the opportunity to speak with Herbert at our OIS at AAO conference last fall we held the conference at the Palmer House Ballroom in Chicago, a place that Herbert recalled once housing the entire AAO meeting. Uh, the discussion is brief, but, but please take a few minutes and listen to the interview that I was very fortunate to have with Gavin Herbert. We're at the Palmer House Hilton for OIS at AAO, and I'm here with Gavin Herbert, founder of Allergan. Gavin, I understand you've been in this, uh, this ballroom before.
1: It's kind of fascinating today sitting here and listening to the presentation of so many new startup companies. Looks like there's over 25 here today. But my first experience in this room of over 50 years ago was uh, the ophthalmic industry was so small that the uh, entire commercialization uh, group, the whole convention was actually held in this room. I think Allergan had a 10-foot booth and was doing about uh, certainly less than a million in sales when we first attended, so it's fascinating and exciting to see all the new technology here today. And Allegan obviously
0: turned out alright. Uh, what do you, What is your take of the companies you're seeing here today and in general the, the innovation going on in ophthalmology?
1: Well I think it's really exciting and, and amazing and it's one of the reasons we uh, started a new eye institute at UCI in Irvine. Uh, actually in Irvine we have over 20 companies doing ophthalmic research and we thought it was Appropriate, therefore, to create a new uh, Eye Institute, which we opened just one year ago uh, this month, mm-hmm.
0: and, and that's going to have that's going to house clinical trials as well as doing uh, uh, laser surgery and eyeglass fittings and the whole the whole kit and caboodle, right?
1: Well, I think uh, helping with clinical trials, particularly in startup companies, will be a key focus because you know the smaller companies really can't afford the the staffing that's necessary, so. We're going to try and help where we can, with particularly focusing on on startup and new technologies. Excellent.
0: And what is your your view of the broader optomology industry? Industry it's gone through uh, or is going through some consolidation. Uh, I know you've got a personal take on, on potential acquisition that you might not be able to talk too much about. But do you have any broader concerns about consolidation in M&A and M and A
1: Well, I I'm I'm concerned. Uh, you know, big isn't always better. We certainly have seen that with companies like Pfizer and SmithKline. Uh, I think it's great that the specialty companies are able to focus as they have been. And uh, we're. Uh, I'm just eager to see uh, Allergan continue as an independent company as we go forward. Well, it's a pleasure to have
0: you here today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for being here.
0: So Herbert clearly has to be pleased that Allergan will retain its place in ophthalmology. And, and Saunders was saying all the right things at the Octane conference. Uh, he not only talked about investing in R&D, but in part of the interview and in a Jim Mazo's prompting, he talked about uh, Allergan's uh, policy, its fast kill policy of of identifying uh, early on whether or not a, uh, an early stage product would work. Uh, the, the idea of failing fast is something that Jim Mazo and Bill Link have campaigned for for years, uh, especially on the, in the startup realm where companies can really uh, make quick decisions and pivot more easily. But it's something that larger companies are working at as well. In fact, it was a discussion at our Masters of the Universe panel. At OIS in San Diego, uh, we highlighted that conversation in the podcast last week. And Saunders, in addition to talking about R and D, also stressed that Allergan would be customer focused. He planned to spend uh, the next day, the day after that conference, uh, making sales calls with uh, with a rep. And he told Mezo that uh, Allergan executives wouldn't be eligible for bonuses if they didn't interact with customers once a quarter. Uh, After he said that, that was the one point where Gavin Herbert finally uh, spoke up and uh, told Saunders that that's exactly what Allergan did uh, in the 70s. So once again, uh, it was a a day to celebrate ophthalmology, but it was a a day to celebrate Allergan as well, uh, Allergan's past, as well as Allergan's future. So I hope you enjoyed this report uh, from the Ophthalmology Technology Summit. Uh, it uh, it was a nice uh, a nice opportunity to uh, to visit someone else's event, and uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. Tune in next week, and uh, we'll resume our uh, interview uh, schedule. And don't forget, uh, we're accepting uh, company applications for uh, presenting at uh, AAO. Uh, the OIS at AAO in Las Vegas. That's coming up in November. So go to ois.net to register for that conference to hear more uh, from ophthalmology leaders and to find the application uh, for presenting companies. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in Las Vegas. OIS is now accepting applications for presenting companies. Share your technology and clinical data with over 800 industry executives, investors, and key opinion-leading ophthalmologists. To be considered for the Ophthalmology Innovation Showcase, apply online at www.ois.net forward slash application.